You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 31 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly. I'm Jess Bionda. And I'm Michaela Hooper. This week, we are interviewing CJ Cassiota, who is one of the most incredible creative minds of our time, if you ask me. Some of us just had the pleasure here recently of being at the Breath and the Clay with him, which was such a treat ahead of our interview. There was so um, just so much to his content that applied to um, how we think here at Collected. And so it was really cool, Jess and Michaela, that you guys were able to spend time with him mm-hmm. ahead of being able to chat with him. This interview was so packed full of honesty and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, just jaw gaping the whole time listening Mm -hmm. to him. Um, It was just a real pleasure. So, yeah. So here's our interview with CJ Cassiota. Hey, CJ, welcome to the Collected Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Yeah. we're so excited to have you with us and um, it's good to talk to you again, and it was so good to see you at the Breath in the Clay. Yeah, that was such a fun gathering, huh? It was awesome. Um, so to get started today, can you share with our listeners, what is it you do? <laughs> who are you? Oh, man. <laughs> Tell I'm us who you are. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, um, so I, I'm a, a writer, and then um, I run a, uh, a company that helps uh, kids uh, learn creativity and kindness um, through some some really fun ways. We think we we've got video lessons uh, that schools use. Uh, we kind of call it like Ted meets Sesame Street. So um, every time uh, a video pops up, that's uh, really a creative grown up who's using their imagination to make a difference in their community. And there's you know there's like magic plungers and aliens and robots involved too. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Oh, that's brilliant! How did you come up with that? Or where did this idea come from? <laughs> I'm just a weird, weird person, guys. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I, um, some of my, my heroes growing up were, were Jim Henson and, and, and Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. And so I've always wanted, ever since I was a kid, to um, create entertainment, create media that advance the conversation and, you know, help, um, help people realize that they're made differently and uniquely. And that's a really good thing. And, mm-hmm. um, Lately, I'm just trying to to get that message across to people as early on in their life um, as possible, so they don't have to read uh, books by you know best-selling authors and stuff like that later, where they're like, "Oh, I should have learned this when I was a kid." Um, not that I want to put best-selling authors out of business or anything. That's very, but I mean, I just feel like every book I've been reading lately, I'm like, "Man, I wish somebody had told me this when I was like seven or eight or nine or 10. Right? Yeah. It's like you're you're taking well, I mean, I know it is. You're taking Get Weird, your book, and you're putting it on a um, on a platform for kids to, yeah. to connect with their innate creativity. Um, exactly. And that's with Ringbeller, right? Like, I mean, that's that's really essentially what you've done. Um, that's it. That's so it. Can you t- will you tell us a little bit about Get Weird? 
Yeah. So uh, Get Weird is a book that is available on um, all the places you get books. Um, and it's about um, really being who you are before the world told you not to. Uh, so I think every one of us at some point gets the weird kicked out of us. And, and mm. what I mean by weird, because weird is such a big word, right? I mean, uh, we call lots of things weird. But what I mean by weird is like the sacred uniqueness that we're all born with, um, you know, that this, this reality that like every single one of us carries the strand of DNA that nobody else has. And so what do we do with that? Like, what do we do with that information? Um, I think really early on, so many of us get told to kind of ignore it or to squash it down and just sort of be like everybody else and to, you know, check off the box and to, you know, fill in a blank and to answer the right questions versus ask the right questions, you know? Um, and so the book is really just about figuring out how do we get back to that, that inner kid that was weird on purpose and, you know, imagine flying cars and a world where, uh, you know, things were just better than they are now. Because I think, I think that version of us, that 10 year old version of us, 12 year old, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe they don't, they don't have as much knowledge as the grown-up versions of us do, but there's something um, really wise and really profound that I think lives inside of that place that I think is worth exploring and tapping into. For sure. And I, I think you, um, I think you do it so well um, in your book and it's, it's not like, it's not a crazy long read either. Um, so I feel like you, you took something that, I mean, you, you said earlier, like, you don't want, you know, you don't want kids in a sense to have to years later be reading these books by, you know, (laughs) best-selling authors. But I feel like people are going to, you know, people are finding your book and they're like, man, I wish somebody would have told me this sooner. Like Mm -hmm. there you've, you've taken something that I think people, um, sometimes I think we make really difficult. And, um, one, one, um, thing that I was reading, it's, it said, recapture the rebel soul you were told to ignore. And I was like, dang, CJ, like that's, yeah. Like, I feel like even the word rebel, it's like, that's a (laughs) word that can have such a negative connotation to it, but like recapture the rebel soul you were told to ignore. Um, what does that mean to you? Like what, what, how does, yeah. What does that mean? You know, I, I just I grew up really liking you know punk rock and and, and that kind of music and and so I just uh, there's a little bit of a rebel soul in in me, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just in kind of the, the the stuff that I like and and the the thoughts that I have and um, you know I think I I think we forget sometimes that um, I I mean I assume I assume your listeners are have some sort of like faith journey or at least like spiritually curious mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, um, the, the really interesting thing about this journey I've been on in my life when it comes to like the soul and spirituality is like, I feel like the guys and the women, um, who are really worth my attention, um, and paying attention to throughout history that have said these things or lived these lifestyles that, um, are really worthy of just awe and like, how do I emulate that? Uh, the through line is that they were all weirdos. 
You know what I mean? They were all <laughs> rebels. They all did things that normal society, like, kind of looked at them and went, we don't want you to do that. And, and, and in some cases, they even, like, died for that. You know what I mean? They even, like, it even cost them their lives. And so I just see that through line of, um, of rebellion against, and it's important to know what you're rebelling for, right? I mean, obviously, rebellion, chaos, <laughs> rebellion, chaos, that, that equals anarchy, and we right. don't want that. Um, but rebelling for the things that you know to be true so deeply in your soul, like mm-hmm. the fact that each and every one of us um, has inherent worth, Mm-hmm. And um, each and every one of us, um, you know, deserves a second chance. Things like this, like things like 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 that, like um, justice and and, mm-hmm. and mercy and um, and unity. Like those are things I think that are worth rebelling for. Yeah, yeah. It's almost this idea of disrupting culture, like the status mm-hmm. quo. Like not just being okay with doing things the way they've always been done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I was having a conversation with my friend about this the other day. Cause he was like, he's like, Hey, I read your book and like, you know, it's, it's great, but I've got some problems with it. Like, obviously like the rules are meant to be followed and there is order and order is really good. And I'm like, yeah, I absolutely believe that. But there's two types of order, right? There's like, there's order that comes from chaos and there's order that comes from order <laughs> in the sense of there's, there's these rules that we follow because, they're meant to keep us um, keep us on the right path, and then there's rules that we follow um, that are meant to, to keep us on like the only path. Like they don't want you know there, there shouldn't be any. We don't want you to know that there are any other ways of solving this problem or of mm-hmm. um, you know doing this um, you know th- this life or whatever you know. So um, so yeah, I think I think there's there's a difference between those two. Hmm. Yeah, and talking about this idea of, you know, being on that path, was there ever a time in your life where you feel like you questioned the path you were on? I feel like, I feel like I'm always like, am I, am I on the right path here? Can I, like, can I see some road signs? Like, yeah, does anybody have, like, Google Maps? Oh, my um, gosh. So, yeah, I'm always, I'm always just trying to check my maps. And, yeah. So How do you wrestle I, I through like that? constant state. That's a great question. I don't, I mean, hopefully I'll have a better answer when I'm like in my seventies or something. Um, I really, you know, like I just, I, I, I keep on, I keep on trying to put one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. you know, like no, knowing that I, without trying to sound cliche, it's like putting one foot in front of the other, knowing that I'm still here. I'm still meant to be journeying. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and love found some people along the way who um, are journeying with me, and uh, and if if we're going down the wrong path, we're going we're going down there together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not alone, and so that's that's been that's been centering, and that's been helpful. Mm, that's so good. When did you when did you know? that you would be doing some of the things that you're doing now? Like, did you know that, like, did you feel that, that thing in yourself, um, to like, to write and to create and things like that in the way that you're doing when you were younger or when did that become? Yeah. 
like a tangible yeah, thing when, for you? When I was like five, honestly, <laughs> you know, like I just, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine like the, an, an, another way. Like I just, I just feel like I, I was, I was made to, I'm so, I'm honestly like not to be super self-deprecating, but I'm so bad at like most other stuff um, that this is really like the, this is the only option left out here. Is just to make stuff <laughs> and to write stuff. It's like I am not going to be an accountant. I am not going to be a you know neuroscientist or space engineer. I don't even know if space engineer is actually a real thing. I'm just making up words now and putting them together. But um, it's a real thing. But I, I know I know I'm meant to uh, I know I'm meant to, to to make things and to create things and to um, and to, to to name things and like put language to stuff. Um, and honestly, I don't even feel like I'm super great at that, but I, I, I'm, I'm learning and I'm getting better at it and I, I really find life while I'm doing it. I really enjoy it. <sighs> That's really awesome. That's awesome. I think, I mean, I, and I know you would say it's been a process, like your, your discovery of what you've come to now, like how did you... I don't know, practically speaking, like what are some things, I mean, it could be practical or it could be, yeah, it could be super deep, but like what are some things that you've had to navigate in order to get to where you are now, whether they be struggles or um, things that have, you know, have encouraged you, like, yeah, how have you, how have you gotten to, um, gotten through the process to where you are now? Yeah, I think um, there's, been there's oh man that's a big question um there are times where i've i've settled for too too small an idea or a vision out of just out of fear and out of like an overabundance of practicality Mm. um and what's so funny is that like i mean you guys saw me talk at that conference and that was kind of a departure from my normal talk about the book where I was just kind of being honest about some of the, some of the, the journey, um, recently in starting and like really, really put, like, I feel like I've spent the past 10 years, like sort of dipping my toe into like the abyss of being your true self. And now I'm like, now I, I decided to dive in, um, and it's like, oh, wow, this is actually as scary as um, they say it is. And I totally get why people don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really – but what what's really interesting is, like, there's this strange sense of peace in in the reality that there's, like, there's no turning back now. You know, like, that, that jump has already been made. So it's like, okay, well, well, well now what? Yeah. Um, in, in the sense of, like, you know, it feels very – very like Lord of the Rings, Frodo, like, Hey, we're, we're on the, you know, we're, we're, we're taking this ring somewhere. We can't go back. We already know that it's going to kill us. It's going to eat us alive if, if we do. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I guess we just kind of have to do this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> well, and thank you for just being so honest and acknowledging that it's scary. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that so many people feel and experience, even when they're doing the thing they feel like they were created to do that doesn't mean it's not going to be scary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what's, what's cool about like, um, 
the book or like at least writing the book was like, there are times where I've had to not just like sitting there, like reading my own book just for like, Oh, like this is good literature, but I, I've, I've read it to have to like, you know, re-edit it and revisit some of the content. And it's really weird. Cause it's like, man, like CJ six months ago had a lot of wisdom when he didn't really know like wow. what was going on. And it's like, it's, it's just interesting to be, to, cause I, I talk about this stuff in, in the book, but it's been really interesting to have to live it out and have to actually take those steps. Great news, guys. The spring menu is out at Clean Juice. And I went over and grabbed the Immunity 2.0. And I was a little unclear at first of what the difference was between the Immunity 1 and Immunity 2.0. And I learned today. Does anybody want to know? Drumroll. Uh, (laughs) Frozen pineapple instead of pineapple juice. Mm. So it's a little more like a smoothie Mm. than a straight juice, which I like because it feels a little more hearty to me. And as I was sipping it, once again, I felt like, man, this could use some fresh mint. So maybe next time I'll add some fresh mint. Mm. That sounds delish. Yeah. Also, if you're looking to do a little restart in your body, Mm -hmm. um, their juice cleanses are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So you could do a one day, a three day, there's even a week. Um, Or a juice till dinner. Yeah. Yes. So um, check those out if you're looking to just... Clear it out and yeah. begin again. I love so. a fresh start. Yeah, right? Their cleanses are great for that. So good. Yeah, from their spring menu, my new favorite one is the wedding one. Oh, it's so Banana, good. Banana, vanilla, cinnamon, maple syrup. The email said that they sent me, it will have you falling in love at first sip. And they were right. Oh, my gosh. It was delicious. And I'm craving one now again. That makes me want to drink one just hearing you say that. makes me want to marry one. <laughs> it's like a party in my mouth. Yeah. So don't forget to sign up for their email list as well at cleanjuice.com. Yeah, you'll get updates on all the newest juices and bowls and smoothies. A minute ago, you mentioned the conference that Michaela and I were at with you um, recently, The Breath in the Clay. And in that, you talked a lot about this idea of handholds. Um, mm. And that was really impactful for me. So I was wondering if you could kind of recap that um, talk you gave for our listeners. Yeah, there's um, this really beautiful poem by a, a woman named Susan Rock um, called A New Way to Struggle. Uh, our new way of struggling. Um, let me see if I can bring that up really quick. Um, hang on one second. I know you guys don't edit stuff out, so um, this will be, you know, I, I don't know, maybe like your listener can check their Instagram or something like that right now. But um, okay, here we go. Right now, listeners. Here right we now. go. Yeah. Okay, so it's, uh, it's called A New Way of Struggling, and she says, the struggle used to be to grab with both hands and shake and twist and turn and push and shove and not give in or wrestle and answer from it all as Jacob did a blessing. But there is another way to struggle with an issue, a question simply to jump off into the abyss and find ourselves floating, falling, tumbling, being led slowly and gently, but surely to the answers God has for us to watch those answers unfold before our eyes and still to be a part of that unfolding. Oh, the trust necessary for this new way not to be always reaching out for the old handholds. And so 
that's where that, that, that language of handholds comes from. Like, you know, that, that image of just free falling and kind of floating in the abyss and going, well, you know, the, 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 the trapeze is sort of, it's out of sight. That's out of my grasp anymore. So for now, what, what's, what's interesting is in the process of, of, of getting weird, of, of being yourself, of, of living out of the unique creativity that's inside of you. I mean, yeah, a lot of those old handholds go away. A lot of those things that you sort of rest your identity on evaporate. But in my case, I think in sticking with it, and I don't even want to say sticking with it because that makes me sound way more awesome than I am. I think I think through the grace of the divine and, mm-hmm. and the spiritual sort of world, um, you know, that, that I believe exists, uh, I feel like some new, stronger handholds have uh, have have begun to materialize uh, for me uh, in this process. That's been really cool and surprising. Wow. Um, could you share what those handholds are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you tell I us your secrets? Things... <laughs> um, so, like, one of the things has just been, like, the idea that um, that strength and surrender are not mutually... Uh, exclusive. Like when we think about the word surrender, like we think, oh, that's like that. That's that's pretty synonymous with weakness. You know, like when you mm. you lose a battle, you you surrender. But yeah. it's funny. The word retreat. Somebody was telling me recently. Uh, the you know the actual definition of retreat is is strategic withdrawal. Um, and I think that's such a good. That's such a cool leadership term. You know, strategic so withdrawal. And so there's a. I, I think there's a. Uh, there's examples all around of surrender that um, is actually a symbol of, of, of strength. I think we've got strength totally wrong as a society, by the way, and that's a, probably a, a conversation for a whole other podcast. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just strength and surrender, I think, are not mutually exclusive. And so there's, there's moments where I feel like um, I can work my hardest do what I need to do. But then there's also these moments where you go, look, I've taken this thing as far as I can go. I've done everything humanly possible. And now I sort of just lay that down and surrender that mm. to, um, to, you know, to, to God and to, to, to the, to the divine. Um, so that's a big thing. And then the other thing that's been really sort of challenging me and presenting itself to me, um, I think now today more than ever, is this is idea, you know, Fred Rogers once said, like, you don't need to do anything sensational in order to be loved. And for us as, as, as creators, as people who, you know, it's so easy to put our identity in the stuff we make. Um, when you find yourself um, making stuff because you can't not make it and not for any other reasons like acceptance or accolades or Instagram likes, et cetera, et cetera. You really have to come to the conclusion that either you're not loved just because you exist, Mm. um, or you are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't think it's an overnight thing, but I think going through a process of, you know, quote unquote, getting weird, um, definitely helps accelerate that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. One thing you said in that talk that I wrote down that I loved so much was we create to remind us what God is like. 
Yeah. I just thought that was so beautiful and profound and true in so many ways. Whether you're creating, you know, a, a beautiful painting or a dance or a song or a perfectly organized spreadsheet, you know, whatever it is that you're creating, there's something innate about that that is the character of God. I think so. I mean, otherwise, why do we do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had this, this thought a while ago of like, man, I really I really love the stuff I'm making right now, and I really don't know how it's going to turn out. Like, I don't know if it's going to be the success I want it to be or not be, but it, it, it kind of doesn't matter. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, same with my kids, you know what I mean? It's like, I got these kids, and I'm like, man, I don't know how they're going to turn out one day, but I mean, for a, a fact that that's not going to change one ounce of how much I love and care about them. And so I think we, we literally create or procreate or whatever you want to call we're generative beings because I think we reflect the heart of, of love itself, Hmm. Hmm. which I think, I think love and God are are pretty synonymous with each other. It's really, really good. CJ, could you give our listeners some practical ways that you that you go about create like creating um whether it's been with ring beller or with your book um but what have what have been some practical things that have helped you yeah i think uh really practically like whenever lots of times like we're as, as creative people well, we're all creative people but you know as right. professional artists or as professional makers like um, you kind of live in the in the realm of big ideas, like big, sweeping, overwhelming ideas. Like this could change everything, and um, at least I do. And so sometimes it helps <laughs> to get really, really granular for a minute and go, "Okay, well, I know I want to accomplish this, 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 and this. I literally got to get my calendar out That's and great. schedule time um, to do steps one, two, and three. Because the danger, at least in, in my case, is I'm always thinking." of the end result, which is really, and the impact that the end result could have, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that, but that, the problem is that's step 25 mm-hmm. and I need to do steps one through 24 first. And in order to do steps one through 24 in a timely manner, I've got to say no to other things, put it on the calendar and just make it happen. And so, that's so um, good. that's really helpful to me is, is literally just having moments where I go, okay, I'm going to get this done in three months. And that means, Every Thursday, I need to put. I need to block out a time to do X, Y, and Z um, in order to hit my own deadline. Making your own deadlines is really, really helpful too. Like I feel like I've got this um, nasty habit that I actually have grown to like about myself, where I announce things and like coming this May, you know, uh, <laughs> ten, you know, ten videos that will teach kids creativity and kindness, and then I've got to go like, oh crap, I got to go make this now, um, and so. Yeah, I, I was talking to another artist pal of mine, and, and he was kind of saying the same thing. Like he kind of he kind of announces these deadlines that he really just holds for himself to make sure that he actually does what he says he's going to do, um, and that's that's just honestly been really helpful. Yeah, that's so good because I think it well it gives you accountability, like those step by step things, mapping it out, and really being able to say, okay, like what's what's realistic. Like still having that vision, but yeah. being able to like to walk out each step so that it is excellent. And I mean, I think I think it's just easy as a creative, well, creative being, like you said, we all are, but um, depending on our personality and 
our Enneagram, you know, like, <laughs> um, I think it's, it can be really easy to get stuck, um, sometimes yeah. cause we're not like, we're not mapping, mapping out and having goals and stuff. So, um, yeah. CJ, Gosh. this has been so amazing. Your energy just comes through the phone and it's incredible. <laughs> um, we are Thanks. out of time, but is there any final words of wisdom or inspiration that you'd like to leave our reader or our listeners with? Man, I would just say um, to keep sort of exploring um, the person you were before the world told you to be somebody else. Mm. Um, because again, I, I kind of opened up by saying this, but I think that whoever that person is holds so much truth and they hold, I don't have any wisdom, but they hold the wisdom, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so if you can, um, if you can reconnect with whoever that is, um, and I know that's like unbelievably hard for so many people because so many of us have experiences during our childhood um, that have shaped us really negatively. And so... Um, do you hear that in the background? That's my kid saying we yeah. have to go. Um, speaking of children, um, and so yeah, that's I, I, that's what I would that's what I would say. Yeah, that's what I would say. And it's not that's an overnight perfect. thing for most of us, but I think I think doing that work is really worth it. Yeah, mm. that's so true. CJ, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, this has been a joy. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Thank okay. you. Incredible. CJ is seriously one of the most impressive artists that I've had the pleasure of of interacting with. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what struck me was that one simple statement of strength and surrender are not mutually exclusive. Mm. And that sometimes letting go and sitting back with your hands up saying, okay, I've done what's possible. Lord, do what's impossible now. That is such a move of strength, and and I, I I'm really gonna sit with that this week. That was that was great. Yeah, and that was one of his hands handholds he was talking about, and another one that he didn't mention in the podcast. But I was taking frantic notes when he was talking at the Breath in the Clay concert. Was this idea that often presence is greater than peace? Mm. Meaning that even if we don't feel the peace, yeah. we need to show up anyway. Yeah, that was so good. Um, he quoted um, Rainier Marie Wilkie and said, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, just keep going. Nothing is final. Yeah. Mm, so this yeah. idea that sometimes we experience moments of fear, sometimes it's moments of beauty, but we have to just keep going and nothing is final mm-hmm. and God is working through it all. Yeah. And that was really powerful. I love that so much of the content of his book, like he was saying, mm. um, I he he would go back, he goes back and reads, and he's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like he's like, he's speaking to himself. I was glad to hear someone else say that. Yeah. Because as a writer, I do that too. Yeah. I'll go back and read things that I wrote a long time ago, and I'm like, gum, that's wise. Lord, that must have been you, because that yeah. couldn't have come from me. Yeah. You know? Yep. I love that experience. Yeah. And I, I love too that he practically, like, he was like, you know, take it step by step. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, it, it was like he was saying, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Um, and he's clearly a visionary. Like, mm-hmm. he's got, like, 
crazy vision for things. And so, um, you know, I know that that I'm sure that's been hard at times, but he's really like become aware of that in himself. So being able to see those, those things in yourself as a creative is huge. Yeah. And now he's really trying to like to walk it out right. and, and live that. So I wonder what, what other name for creatives that we could come up with. We need to work on that. Like, <clears throat> you know, everyone is inherently creative. We're mm-hmm. made by a maker. That's something that we preach pretty heavily here at Collected. So I guess, I don't know, maybe we say he's an artist or a maker, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Listeners, yeah. if you have another suggestion for a word for creative, a creative we would love for you to email that to us at hello at um, collectedworkshops.com. Yeah. We're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love what he said too about when you get stuck or when you're having to navigate something that you just keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, as simple as that is, it's pretty profound that mm-hmm. you just keep putting one foot in front of another and remember that you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, if you're feeling alone today, we would love to pray for you. DM us or email us hello at collectedworkshops.com and we would be so honored to connect with you and walk with you in prayer. So, and get CJ's book. Yes, get, get weird. weird and check out um, the start of his curriculum for Ring Beller. Yes, and we'll put all those links in the show notes for you. You guys have an incredible week. We love you and we'll see you back here next time. Thank you for listening to the Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find the Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for the Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early. Music by Asaf Alon.